Look, yes. here we are. I knew this would happen. So I knew it. Fun. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm Lauren Learman. And welcome back to the Performance Anxiety Podcast, the show where we have anxiety even about our performances. I have no intro for this anymore. It's fine. It's, it, we've never really had a real intro, we're never let's be honest. It, it, we're just going to keep going off the cuff because exactly. we're that charming. Wink. <laughs> <laughs> uh, our guest today is somebody who is near and dear to both Lauren and I's hearts. He is a transgendered man and has been doing theater since he was five years old, and has started doing drag a little over three years ago. Please welcome to the podcast, Benny Striley. Hello. (laughs) We are so excited to have you. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. So you've been doing theater and performing for a very long time. Yeah, yeah. We're we're not going to put a number on it. (laughs) numbers no numbers but yes i've got some experience (laughs) so what would you say would be one of the times that you felt the most anxious while you were performing um probably the first time i walked into the audition room as benny i didn't know how i was going to be received i didn't know how the director was going to cast me or if he would cast me just i mean i felt like me for the first time but it's really scary when you've lived your life one way for however many years and then you come out and you do this thing and you don't know how people are going to react in any situation. Yeah. hundred percent. How did you overcome that? Um, I, I have a thing when I audition where I, I remind myself of the things that I can control and I remind myself of the things I can't control. Mm -hmm. And that's what I focus on. So then I had to just stop and refocus and tell myself, these are the things you can control. You know your music, you know your words, you these that's what you can control. So if you can go in there and do those things, then the other stuff will happen how it's supposed to happen. So that's just yeah, I had to recenter myself. Yeah, that's actually like a really good mindset. Right. Honestly. Yeah. Like that I I I I also I don't know about you, but I have a terrible time being like, I can't control this. Uh yes. <laughs> but I want to. have you met me? I need Never. to control everything. Well, I think that comes with performing because you have so much in your control as a performer. When uh, you are performing, has there ever been a moment where, like, something has happened when it wasn't supposed to? Or you ever been, like, thrust into a position where you're like, oh, my God, I have to go do this now? It's theater, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Is there any specific? (laughs) Well, my favorite one was whenever we did 9 to (laughs) 5. Oh. oh my god so there's a scene where it's uh, the three us three leads and i hear the audience go oh no and i see the bookshelf start to sway and i just have to grab the bookshelf as i'm <laughs> saying my line nonchalant so for those that do not know benny and i uh when i first met benny um we were in nine to five together as leads i played doralee rhodes and you played Judy Burnley. Listen, I didn't remember your last name. <laughs> it was focused on me. Yeah. And uh, Kobe played our third, Kobe Shaw played our third lead, who, Vi- Viv- Vivian, it starts with a V. Because it was played by Viola Davis. Oh, that's, yes. That's why I always think, oh, Kobe played Viola Davis's role. Yep. And she, like, working both of them, fucking knocked it out of the park. We had, yes, there was this 
horrible, <laughs> horrible shelf that I'm pretty sure I destroyed it. Was made out of paper. Oh yeah. <laughs> <And> the, oh, <laughs> it was so bad. And I was ready. And Benny saved it. Like well. one night, he just kind of like grabbed it when I thought it was gonna fall. And, like, saved the scene and kept going. And I was like, heck, yeah, that's when I felt performance anxiety. Because I was just ready with a line that was going to be, like, as soon as it just, like, fell and broke into a million pieces, just be like, I've always hated that thing. And then just keep yeah. going. You have to anticipate what's going to go wrong. Exactly. Well, it's like in that, um, we weren't on stage at that point, but there was also a part where Phil Cook, our other uh, cast member, uh, yeah. other lead, had an asthma attack. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Um, yep. Yeah, he had an asthma attack um, right before he was supposed to go on, and he was trying to get that under control. And, mm-hmm. you know, f- props to Kobe. Like, she covered. Like, oh, and well, too. Extremely, because Kobe, improv master, was like, okay, he's, he's not here uh-huh. yet. Let's fucking go. Yep. And I was like, and I didn't know what was happening. I'm just like, what? <laughs> well, yeah, we were just at our desks. "Quote unquote working." <laughs> I was. I think I was running at that point, getting ready for Backwoods Barbie because mm-hmm. I just heard screaming and I went, "What?" Yeah, that's you're right. I was on stage, but I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> Besides that, wasn't there also? I remember you telling me a story about um, there was like you were in Camelot and something mm-hmm. had happened. If you don't mind sharing that story, Camelot. Um, let me see. The one thing that I do remember is the guy that played Arthur liked to eat taffy backstage. And so he was eating his taffy and he had a scene. So he put his taffy on the chair and somebody else, the guy that played Merlin, (laughs) sat on the taffy and it got stuck to (laughs) So children, if you're listening, you don't eat in costume and that is why. (laughs) That's the only one I remember. Oh, you can't swear on the show, by the way. Okay. (laughs) So, you know, (laughs) Um, I thought, like, there was something about, like, there was, like, somebody who couldn't sing, like, the song. So, Guinevere, our Guinevere got sick because at the State Theater, if you've ever performed there, you both have. There's this thing called the State Flu, and she ended up getting it the week of Tech Week and Mm -hmm. um, lost her voice Saturday and um, couldn't sing also on Sunday. So, um, the director of the show called me two hours before curtain and said, can can you sing Lusty Month of May? I'm sorry, what? <laughs> I can sing my part in Lusty Month of May, but I don't know Guinevere's part. And he said, well, you've been singing it for six weeks, haven't you? Again, my part in Lusty Month of May, not her part. Okay, we'll just learn it. You have two hours. It's We got we to gotta do this because we can't take that song out of the show. And they did lift a lot of her stuff out, so she didn't have to sing. Um, I ended up forgetting part of the words, but but we did it. I had to do it Saturday and Sunday, and yeah, it was a disaster for me. But that's, again, the whole control thing. <laughs> yeah, 100%. So how did you, like, when you got that call and you were like, okay, I guess I have to unlearn my part and try to learn this other part, how did you overcome that to be able to be like, all right, I got to do this? I got the recording out, and I sang it a thousand times, or what felt like a thousand times. <laughs> <laughs> Which, honestly, absolutely. So... Along with just, like, being like, okay, I guess I'm doing this, um, you have also started doing, as we said in the intro, you started doing drag about three years ago. Yes. Um, performing as Benny, the drag king. Yeah, so my last name's different as a drag king. It's Benny Nyland, because that's my drag family. Yes, you are one of the many, 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 many 
Many, many, <laughs> many, 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 many Nylons. Yes. <laughs> We're one of the biggest families in Eau Claire, yes. Uh, they are basically the Partridge family of the Nylons. Almost. Or the Waltons, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah, Wasn't almost. there like 20 of them? Something like I that. Know. Oh, there was a bunch. <laughs> I'm not a doctor. So how would you compare uh, performing in drag versus being on stage in live theater? So, um, drag audiences can be more forgiving as far as your expression. Like, even if I'm doing a song from Broadway, they expect it to be my song and not what they did on Broadway. Mm -hmm. Theater audiences, while they are forgiving as well, because it's your interpretation of that script or that song, there's still certain aspects that they expect to be there from Broadway, no matter what, no matter what company is doing the show, those are the things they expect. It's still fun because, I mean, I get to still do my own interpretation of that role and put a little bit of me in it, no matter if it's drag or theater. That's awesome. So when you have that, like, expectation of wanting to make it your own do you feel that maybe, like, do you ever, like, if you're cast in a certain role, do you ever, like, research, like, what other performers have done, or do you just kind of go in blind? A little bit of both. I will, if it's a really big role, I'll look at other people who have played it, but then I'll think, well, how would I interpret this line, or how would I deliver this this scene a little bit differently? So, it's a mixture. Okay. Yeah. And when you do drag, you're not... Or do you like sing live at any points or is it mostly um, like just dancing and lip syncing? Not saying just. <laughs> Not saying, do you just do that? <laughs> um, mostly lip syncing and dancing. I have sang on stage before, but it's very scary. Yeah. How is that compared to like performing like for, because you've done musicals before too, like mm-hmm. singing for that. Um, musicals, there's, it's a more structured rehearsal process. With drag, you just have to do your own schedule, and if you don't have time, then you learn it however you learn it. Yeah. That's interesting. So it's a little bit more anxious because it's like, I just kind of have to, you have to make the time rather it being there for you. Right. Wow, that is interesting. So if it's okay going into this subject now, mm. how would you compare um, performing since you've started your transition? So it's, again, been kind of mixed. I've had directors who, quote unquote, didn't know where to put me. And I've had directors that have been the most fair. And I'm not going to name names or anything. But oddly enough, the people that I thought were going to be, I guess, unfair would be the word. The, they were the ones that were the most fair and the most accepting and the most like, yeah, you're you're Benny and this is how we're going to treat you. And if you have a problem, if somebody has a problem, they can come talk to me. So um, it's been a mixed bag on that. Uh, I've felt more comfortable on stage because I can play the roles that I want and I don't have to wear a dress. (laughs) (laughs) Not anymore. (laughs) So I know that you talked about some of the most anxious that you felt was coming, uh, being auditioning first as Benny. Mm -hmm. So how did you feel the first time that you performed as like just out and this is who I am? Uh, There's no other feeling. I can't describe it. I didn't want to leave. I didn't want to stop. I wanted another weekend and I wanted another show. What show was that? Suzical. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I've done shows as a man, like I did uh, Mamma Mia and Tommy uh, play, you know, as a man, but it wasn't, it was before I was out. Mm-hmm. So it didn't feel the same as seeing 
Benny Striley in the in this in the what's the word I'm looking program. for program that's mm-hmm. it and it was a little bit different because they knew that I was going to be coming on stage as Benny and so yeah it was a lot of fun yeah because I remember in Mamma Mia um like halfway through the rehearsal process uh Katie was like well we need more guys hey Benny <laughs> and you and I were dance partners for uh Voulez-vous. oh yeah yeah, and actually what happened was I just, I, I at that point in my head, I was like, I need to come out, but I wasn't ready to come out fully, yeah. and so I just went to Katie and said, I'm not comfortable playing a woman in this show, can I just play a man? And yeah, she's like, yeah, we need more men, so go ahead. That was, that's really good. Yeah. That was I wonderful. didn't know that, so. Yeah. I and was I, just like, oh. I loved that. that. It was really fun in Mamma Mia to see that you as Benny, after I'd worked with you, in Sister Act mm. and in Music Man, I didn't get to know you as much because that cast was huge. Yeah, it was giant. But, <laughs> you know, it, we went from the Sister Act cast to Mamma Mia cast, and I just had so much fun. I remember we had, like, <laughs> just that little bit of time interacting on the stairs during the wedding scene, and I was oh, like, yeah. this is the best. <laughs> <laughs> and if it's okay to, like, say through, like, another perspective, like, being... And knowing you pre-transition mm. and like working with you like very closely and with mm-hmm. Kobe, like just the night and day difference mm-hmm. between who you were pre-transition to where you were when you came out as your true self is like night and fucking day. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's weird. I hear it all the time, but I guess I don't well, notice. <laughs> you just seem more comfortable and yeah. more confident on yeah. stage as your true self than you did as your dead name. That's how I feel. Right. Well, and I I remember in Sister Act, too, like having conversations with you and talking about the anxiety of performing. And Uh you had a lot on your plate for that show. And it was taken a lot out of you. And since then, I've just, I feel like the world has become lighter for you. It has. And you're so, you're just... Way more bubbly. I mean, granted, I haven't had, like, a lot of intense time working with you since then. But, like, like I said, in Mamma Mia, you were just so happy and bubbly. And just, it was, even though that workload was also pretty heavy, as the, the ensemble had so much Oh, my to gosh. Do, yeah. It never seemed like it was weighing on you the same way. Nope. Never was. Wow. And I guess kind of, like, in that same vein, do you feel since you've, transition and even going through transition right now are do you feel like there's been opportunities that you feel you can't get or that you feel like have been taken away from you because of who you are um I wouldn't say taken away or anything like that but um the one director I was referring to before it felt like and I can't speak to it because he won't admit it but it felt like he didn't know where to put me because he didn't know how my voice would react and anything like that. Mm-hmm. So it felt like I was slighted and underutilized. Yeah. Yeah, where it's like you don't feel like you can express your true talent because they don't right. know. Like, I don't know if he wasn't comfortable or what. Yeah. But it was very hard to deal with. Yeah, 100%. That's absolutely valid, especially when you go from, like, being, like, a huge like this is like like you are one of like like you're always the backbone but like for vocal in anything oh come on there's a lot of good singers i but it's but true i still remember okay i still remember auditioning for music man it was my first audition since <laughs> high school and there were like 
40 people in that room and I ran up to you afterwards and told you how great your voice was and I'm like I don't know any of these people I will probably never see these people again like I'm not gonna get cast in this show I, I don't know what I'm doing but okay your voice was great but. yeah you sing uh you're saying your big song from nine to five I did get Which out I should have done too. <laughs> Boy, get out you did it, and I sat there, and my jaw dropped, and I was like, <laughs> "All right, now I'm scared." Well, that's actually an interesting question. If you don't mind me asking, how have you felt about like your your vocal voice since pre and post transition? Right. So I used to be a mezzo soprano belter. Mm-hmm. I still belt, but I am now a baritone, recently got to baritone level almost to bass. I'm hitting, I'm in a show right now and I'm hitting the lowest notes in the show. How does that feel? <laughs> Amazing. Yes. The so first cool. time I hit those notes, I, I was dancing and I was high-fiving all the other guys. <laughs> that's awesome. So I just, I, I, that's so interesting to me that, because your voice has always been amazing. Thank and you. even now it is, because mm-hmm. I, I saw... I've seen, I saw when you were in Rent, and it was, it was very good. Adam, Thank you. Like, Jeffrey, the solo and everything. Like, shout out Adam Akala, <laughs> who was also on that show and did amazing. Yeah, he did. Um, it was, it was just, like, so, like, oh, I felt like a, like a, like, well, you're both parents. Like, I just felt like a proud parent, like, getting ready to take out my fucking disposable <laughs> yeah. camera and flashing it at the school play like that. I'm, oh, look at them. I know them. I yeah. know them. Yeah. <laughs> I know that feeling well. <laughs> How? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I love your children. <laughs> Funnily enough, speaking of parents, the night of Music Man auditions is the night I found out I was pregnant with Elliot. It's true. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> and he told me in the most, just, hey, you can't do that. I have a baby in me. And I went, excuse me? <laughs> yeah, it wasn't common knowledge until Tech Week. Yeah. I, remember, I remember hearing that rumbling during Tech Week and uh-huh. being like, Oh my gosh, that's so cool. <laughs> well, that was another thing in just being accommodating, like, community theater-wise, is yeah. you had told the director beforehand. That she knew um, when she called to uh, offer me the part. And was there... I, I don't remember completely, because I was in that show, but again, like Lauren said, there was like 80,000 people in that show. Yeah. So none of us really got to connect outside of people you were in your scene with. Right. Um. Did you, like, because you knew that you would be more pregnant by the time you, <laughs> yeah. the, you the, the show would come on. So how did that, like, factor into, like, anything else for the show? Like, did you have to, like, be like, oh, shit, I need to make sure, like, I'm over here. Or I need to make sure that, like, the costume's a little bit more loose so that, you know, Elliot could grow. <laughs> well, all the technical directors and Katie, everybody knew the situation. Like, um, the choreographer was like, good to know. I won't have you dance. Um, and I, the costumer, David, was is one of my very good friends. So he was one of the first people to know after I found out. After, after Jim found out and the kids, um, he was one of the first. And so he waited to build my costumes until Tech Week. He, wow. Those dresses were not sewn until the Monday of Tech Week. Really? Yeah. Wow. He, he did a fantastic he job. He did wonderful. You couldn't yeah. even tell I was pregnant. As somebody going through this transition to being your true self, mm. what can be done or what would you like to see to make you feel more confident as an artist? 
Um, just any director that's sitting at that director's table and they're waiting for people to audition. Don't treat me or any other person that you know is trans any differently. If you have to close your eyes and listen to their voice, listen to what they're capable of. Don't worry about their transness. They, I can guarantee you will work double or triple as hard as anybody who is cisgender to make sure that they do their role and do it well. Um, the biggest thing that I've run into is... Directors worry about, well, you're going through transition, so how's your voice going to be? Or are you going to be able to present as male as we need you to present? Absolutely, we can. Whatever whatever that gender is that you need us to present in, we can present in that gender, and we will do it justice. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, I I don't want you to be like, Benny is the end-all for every transgender person no, and I ever. No, I can only speak for myself, but I yeah. do know that there are other transgender people in the theater, and they would appreciate just being treated the same as any other person that walks into the audition room. Yeah, just right. basically treat people like you would anything. Like, it doesn't yeah. matter, like, what's... like I said this in a previous episode, but gender is dead, and so am I on the inside, so... <laughs> same, though. <laughs> oh, my God. But, Benny, I mm. have to ask... Are there any upcoming projects or events that you would like us to promote? I am in a monthly show at Scooter's Bar here in Eau Claire, so you can catch me there if you need to know dates. It's it's a different weekend pretty much every month, but we try to stay towards the end of the month. Um, you can check out the Scooter's uh, Facebook page. And that's about it. I travel. Any any show directors out there that are looking for <laughs> a, a drag king to add to their cast, I, I do travel. Uh, so... I try to keep everything promoted on my Facebook page and I'm getting better about Instagram and Twitter, but I suck at those. <laughs> You'll I'm get old. there. I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> We're all old. Yeah, we are all old. Yeah, we are. We are We've actually. all crossed that. Th- well, you, yeah, I you have not yet. By the time this episode comes out, you will have crossed the old I was threshold. about to say, excuse me, I have six days before I cross the out of my 20s savor threshold. Savor the six Yeah, days. savor it. <laughs> Because I am two months from 40. <laughs> oh, my God. Again, you don't look it. Thank you. Whatever. But, Benny, it is a pleasure to have you on the show. It's been so wonderful. It's been fun. Like, Thank you. It's, it's always amazing to not only work with you, but to talk with you. And you just have so... You, you're just always like, just like, hey, let's fucking do this. Yeah, let's just go. Let's just fucking go. And I just really appreciate it. I can't wait till the next time we're in a show together. So I know. That's got to happen soon. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, then, in that case, my name's Tabitha Tatro. And I'm Lauren Learman. And wouldn't you know it, I did bring the outro, and then I just dropped it, and it shattered into a million pieces. (laughs) Who'd have thought? The Performance Anxiety Podcast is brought to you by Performance Anxiety, Inc. For more information about our mission, upcoming projects, and how to get involved, visit us at the link in the episode notes.